Shalom. Good morning and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. I am Johanna and I'm your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 19th of January, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 17th day of Shabbat. This week, our parasha is called Yitro, which is in English Jethro. And today's reading will be Exodus 19, 1 through 6. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. In the third month, after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, On that same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they had departed from Rephidim and had come to the wilderness of Sinai, they camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mountain. Then Moshe went up to God, and the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, This is what you shall tell the house of Yaakov, and tell the sons of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession from among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of Kohanim and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the sons of Israel. That was Exodus 19, 1 through 6. Today, our portion from the prophets is 1 Kings 7. And Shlomo was building his own house 13 years, so he finished all his house. And he built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height thirty cubits, on four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams on the pillars. It was covered with cedar above, over the forty-five beams that were on the pillars, fifteen in a row. There were three rows of windows, and light was against light in three ranks. All the doorways and doorposts had square frames, and light was against light in three ranks. And he made the porch of pillars. Its length was fifty cubits, and its width thirty cubits, with a porch before them, and pillars, and a threshold before them. And he made the porch of the throne where he was to judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from floor to floor. His house where he was to dwell, the other court, within the porch, was of the like work, And he made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom Shlomo had taken as wife, like this porch. All these were of costly stones, even of cut stone, according to measure, sawed with saws, inside and outside, 
from the foundation to the coping, and so on the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, great stones, stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. Above were costly stones, even cut stone, according to measure, and cedar wood. The great court around had three courses of cut stone and a course of cedar beams, like the inner court of the house of the Lord and the porch of the house. Now King Shlomo sent and brought Hiram out of Tzul. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tzul, a worker in bronze, and he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill to work all works in bronze. He came to King Shlomo and performed all his work. For he fashioned the two pillars of bronze, eighteen cubits high apiece, and a line of twelve cubits encircled either of them. He made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work, for the capitals which were on the top of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars, and there were two rows around on the one network, to cover the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, and he did so for the other capital. The capitals that were on the top of the pillars in the porch were of lily work, four cubits. There were capitals on the top on the two pillars, and also above the belly which was beside the network. There were two hundred pomegranates in rows around the other capital. He set up the pillars at the porch of the temple. He set up the right pillar and called its name Yachin, and he set up the left pillar and called its name Boaz. On the top of the pillars was lily work, so the work of the pillars was finished. He made the molten sea of ten cubits from brim to brim, round in shape. Its height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits encircled it. Under its brim, around, there were buds which encircled it for ten cubits, encircling the sea. The buds were in two rows, cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three looking toward the north, and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set on them above, and all their hindquarters were inward. It was a hand-width thick, and its brim was worked like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He made the ten bases of bronze. The length of one base was four cubits, four cubits its width, and three cubits its height. The work of the bases was like this. They had panels, and there were panels between the ledges, and on the panels that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and kogovim, and on the ledges there was a pedestal above, and beneath the lions and oxen were wreaths of hanging work. Every base had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze, and the four feet of it had supports. The supports were cast beneath the basin 
with wreaths at each side. Its mouth within the capital and above was a cubit. Its mouth was round after the work of a pedestal, a cubit and a half, and also on its mouth were engravings, and their panels were square, not round. The four wheels were underneath the panels, and the axles of the wheels were in the base. The height of the wheel was a cubit and half a cubit. The work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their axles and their rims and their spokes and their naves were all of cast metal. There were four supports at the four corners of each base. Its supports were of the base itself. In the top of the base there was a round band half a cubit high, and on the top of the base its supports and its panels were the same. On the plates of its supports and on its panels he engraved kovim, lions and palm trees, each in its space with wreaths all around. He made the ten bases in this way. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one form. He made ten basins of bronze. One basin contained forty baths, and every basin was four cubits, and on every one of the ten basins, bases, one basin. He set the bases, five on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house. He set the sea on the right side of the house eastward and toward the south. Hiram made the pots, the shovels, and the basins, so Hiram finished doing all the work that he had worked for King Shlomo in the house of the Lord, the two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars, the ten bases, the ten basins on the bases, the one sea, the twelve oxen under the sea, the pots, the shovels, and the basins, even all these vessels which Hiram made for King Shlomo in the house of the Lord were of burnished bronze. The king cast them in the plain of the Yarden, in the clay ground between Sukkot and Sartan. Shlomo left all the vessels unweighed, because there were so many of them. The weight of the bronze could not be determined. So Shlomo made all the vessels that were in the house of the Lord, the golden altar and the table that the showbread was on of gold, and the menorahs, five on the right side and five on the left, before the inner sanctuary of pure gold, and the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold the cups, the snuffers, the basins, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the hinges, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house of the temple of gold. Thus all the work that King Shlomo did in the house of the Lord was finished, and Shlomo brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. That was First Kings chapter 7. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 98.
a psalm. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has openly shown his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Burst out and sing for joy. Yes, sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of melody, with trumpets and sound of the shofar. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar with its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing for joy together. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. That was Psalm 98. And now our portion today from the Apostles is Luke 22, 39 through 71. And we'll be continuing the story um, that we left off right in the middle yesterday. And he came out and went, as his custom was, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said to them, Pray that you do not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he stood up from his prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief, and said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, that you may not enter into temptation. And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Yehuda, one of the twelve, was leading them. He came near to Yeshua to kiss him. But Yeshua said to him, Yehuda, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And a certain one of them struck the servant of the Kohen Gadol and cut off his right ear. But Yeshua answered and said, Let me at least do this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Yeshua said to the chief Kohanim, captains of the temple and elders who had come against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you in the temple daily, you did not stretch out your hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. And having arrested him, they led him away and brought him into the house of the Kohen Gadol, and Peter followed from a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a certain servant girl saw him as he sat in the light, and looking intently at him, she said, 
This man also was with him. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then, after about one hour had passed, another was firmly insisting, saying, Truly, this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the Lord's word, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Yeshua were mocking him and beating him. And having blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, Prophesy, who is the one who struck you? And they spoke many other things against him, blaspheming him. And when it became day, the assembly of the elders of the people were gathered together, both chief Kohanim and Torah teachers, and they led him away into their council, saying, If you are the Messiah, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask, you will in no way answer me or let me go. From now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Then they all said, Are you then the Son of God? So he said to them, You say that I am. And they said, What further testimony do we need? For we ourselves have heard from his own mouth. That was Luke 22, verses 39 through 71. And that concludes our readings for today. If, however, you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading 1 Thessalonians 3 today also. Well, that is all from me. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time. Music